Thank you, worship team. Greetings, family and friends. It's good to see all of you here today. But before we start, let's have a word of prayer. Come, let us pray. Lord, open our hearts and our mind by the power of your Holy Spirit that as the scriptures are read and your words proclaimed, we may hear with joy what you say to us today. Amen. Now, recently, I came across a short quote attributed to Gandhi from about 1920, which is about 100 years ago. He was also one of the founding fathers of India. Quote, this is the quote. I like your Christ. I do not like your Christian. Your Christian are so unlike your Christ. I believe in the teaching of Christ, but you on the other side of the world do not. I read the Bible faithfully and see little in Christendom that those who profess faith pretend to see. Very sharp rebuke indeed for Christian, or more specifically for those from Christian country. He was speaking about righteousness and justice that he was observing in India and comparing to what he had read in the Bible. Is this still is this view still valid today? I think most of you would have heard the idiom, two sides of the same coin. Now, Webster defined it as two things that are regarded as two parts of the same thing. My added comment is that both are somehow interlinked. Today, I'd like to share one that we inherently probably may not think much about. And the title of my sharing today is Righteousness and justice, two sides of the same coin. First, what do righteousness and justice mean to me? Well, I will confess that I have two views, an early view and a later view. My early view was from the 80s to 90s. My thoughts were, I just need to pursue after righteousness. In fact, just a bit more righteous than the Pharisees will do. As for justice, Leave it to the government. They don't know what to do. The idea of social justice was a concept that was frowned upon me. To, to me then, the most important goal was to pursue after the gospel. The two sides of the same coin to me were righteousness, or should I say, self-righteousness, and the gospel. Justice was a byword. Then came 9-11. I started to develop my later view. In a sense, you can say it was contributed or influenced by world events, namely the unnecessary wars, famine that were caused by incompetence and greed, inequality between the rich and poor in the world, and environmental issues such as climate change, the annihilism. Gospel and righteousness were hard sell to me without a proper understanding of the word justice. In fact, what is biblical righteousness and justice during the Old Testament and New Testament period? How do we adjust our understanding of righteousness and justice in our current VUCA world? VUCA is short for volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. I have chosen two, verse, two verses for today's sharing. First, Genesis 18.19. For I have chosen him, that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing 
righteousness, and justice, so that the Lord may bring to Abraham what he has promised him. Second, Matthew 5.10 Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God. Why are righteousness and justice two sides of the same coin in the Bible? I like to explore this from three perspectives so that we can reflect upon it. First, what is biblical just, uh, righteousness and justice in the Old Testament? The first account, the first, the verse that we read, righteousness and justice in, uh, in, uh, Genesis 18, 19. The con- context starts from the previous verse in verse 18. God repeated that Abraham would become a great and mighty nation. Through his offspring, all the nations would be blessed through Abraham. Now, in verse 19, God adds that he has chosen Abraham in part to command his descendants to keep the Lord's way by doing what is right and just. In that way, God will keep his covenantal promise to Abraham. This command by extension, is also applied to Israel. This is also one of the few places that God that speaks of God keeping His promise to Abraham, and it will be tied to Israel keeping to the way of the Lord. Now, in Hebrew, there's a very close link between the term justice and righteousness. Let us unpack it a bit so we can figure out how is it, how it is being used in the Old Testament. For that. I like to tap into Jewish sources. How should we understand these two words, righteousness and justice? The first Hebrew word, mishpat, which in English is usually translated as justice. We need to look at it beyond the modern legal system that we are all familiar with. We also need to set aside the lady justice image of right and wrong that we typically associated with the justice system. Biblical justice or mishpat refers to the rule of law through which disputes are settled by right rather than by might. It is about giving people what they are due, whether punishment, protection, or care. Note especially the portion on care. You will hear quite a lot of it today. It is binding to all. It helps the society in such a way as to follow, uh, is to allow everyone to pursue after their own interests without infringing on the right and freedoms of others. It is the most basic institution of a free society. However, Mishpat alone cannot create a good society. To it, to it, it must be added the second word, Hebrew word, Sadek, which is the sec, which is usually translated in English as righteousness. Sadek is an act of righteousness and is also understand, understood by Jews to be a duty. The intention is to help display the basic Jewish goal, to enable every person to live in dignity. Because why? Because every person has been created in the image of God. Your duty is to do it because it is the right Thing to do. Therefore, when the English word righteousness 
is used. Hebrew Zadak has the has the connotation of doing the right thing. Biblical righteousness or Zadak is therefore outward orientated on how we relate to other people and understood by the Jews to be a duty of doing the right thing, particularly how we relate to those in difficult situations, such as injured economically, physically, or emotionally. It also helps bring about equitable relationship between two persons. And ultimately, it enables every person to live with dignity because everyone has been created in the image of God. So Genesis 19.18, which we read correctly, points out it's about doing righteousness and justice. Of course, just one verse does not describe the intent of the Old Testament about righteousness and justice. Now, this theme of righteousness and justice is also the central message of several Old Testament prophets, namely Amos, Hosea, Isaiah, and Micah. Now, Kim Keller noted that in the Old Testament, several groups of people continually comes up. Over and over again, Mishpat described taking up the cause and care of often widows, immigrants, and the poor, which he called the quartet of the vulnerable. Today, this quartet of the vulnerable will be expanded to include refugees, migrants workers, homeless, single parents, and elderly people. To this list, I will also add the sick. So now, what can we do to demonstrate righteousness and justice within our Christian community, community similar to the quartet of Amber that we have come across in the Old Testament? Well, application. One way of demonstrating this by our duty, Sadek, or those who and those who require care and comfort, Mishpat, is particularly to those who are sick. I think very few of you may be aware that we currently partner with Renzi Nursing Home over at Amokyo Avenue 8 by providing ministry support. We visited them regularly pre-COVID and provided spiritual support to residents there who are Christian. These are residents who are residing there for the long term. We have recently restarted our visitation after nearly four years break due to COVID. When we visit them, the visitation program includes worship, sharing of the word, sharing a holy communion, prayer for the residents, as well as befriending and topping off with refreshment. This is typically conducted on the fourth Wednesday afternoon of each month, the week after S4G. Now something new. The residents are also interested in coming to our church regularly on Sunday. However, due to staff manpower constraint, Renzi is not able to support this. We are therefore also exploring a similar program on Sunday afternoon, perhaps once a month. If you are interested in providing comfort and care to our brothers and sisters over at Renzi who are in difficult situation, medical situation, to live in dignity, you can approach any of our staff and to express your interest in serving in this area. In summary, from the Old Testament, 
Proverbs 21 verse 3 reads, To do righteousness and justice is more acceptable to the Lord than sacrifice. Two sides of the same coin, two parts of the same thing. Now, second point, what's the understanding of righteousness and justice during Jesus' time? Well, we need to look at it from the perspective of a Jew. Jesus also believed in doing righteousness and justice is also fulfilling the Torah. Therefore, whatever we have previously understood about Mishpat and Zadik still apply. But we do need to observe closely what is said in the Gospel. I'd like to read a few verses from the Gospel. Pay attention to the word justice. Matthew 5.6 Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Matthew 6.33 But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all this shall be added to you. Matthew 5.10 Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, if you have been paying attention, you will realize that the word justice is missing. Or some may say, justice is lost in translation. What gives? So is Jesus, by not saying anything about justice, that it is not important? Well, I don't think so. I, I don't think the New Testament writer intended to leave out the idea of justice. This was also something I pondered for quite a while, even though I know in English that righteousness and justice come from the same Greek word, dikaio nosune. The best explanation that I come across is by Christian philosopher Nicholas Uberstock. Any picture? No? Okay, never mind. According to Uberstock, our English word righteousness has German origin. It has the connotation of being morally upright, and focus on the private individual behavior. However, on the other hand, our English word for justice has Latin origin. Justice focuses on communal behavior, even structure like the justice system. Therefore, one Greek word has two possible English meanings. So we have a little issue here. Uberstock acknowledged that there are times that it may make more sense to use the word righteousness. But there are also other times when only justice makes sense. Let us test it out. Matthew 5.10 Blessed are those who are persecuted because of, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Uberstock added, this is from him. How many people do you know that has been persecuted for morally upright living? I never seen that. The people who are persecuted are the ones that seek justice. So, in short, justice is not missing from the Sermon on the Mount. It's more like we are blind to it because of English. So how then do we know which word the meaning, the original Greek intended? Very tough for us casual readers to figure out. Well, never mind. Dr. Daniel Hill, another philosopher, proposed a solution what if instead of choosing which word to use for the word dekaionosune, we just use both? Hey, 
nice solution. Matthew 5.10 then becomes, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness and justice, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Need solution, I may say. However, if you don't like Dr. Hill's solution, here's my solution. Okay? Just butcher English like we usually do and combine the two words together and call it write this. Solve the problem, right? Before we get too excited and conclude that Jesus has many things to say about righteousness and justice, we need to resolve one more issue that Jesus talked about. That is in regarding to the Pharisees' understanding of righteousness. Matthew 5.20 reads, For I tell you, Unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. So what does it mean? Doing righteousness is easy? Well, how should we understand the righteousness that exceeds the Pharisee to mean? Short answer, Jesus uses Leviticus 19.18 to expand the scope, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. For lack of a better term, I think the Pharisees Jesus encountered thought that having righteousness is about piety that focuses on himself. This compares to Jesus' version, which is outward action, a focus on showing others, showing of love to others. From what we are understood so far, Jesus and the Pharisee view can be put this way. The Pharisee view, righteousness equals piety. But Jesus' view is, Righteousness equals to character, which is piety, plus action on justice. So in Jesus' view, we have to extend Mishpat and Zadik to our neighbors beyond the communities of believers, those who may not share our faith and belief. So then, in what ways can we extend it to our neighbors? Some of you may have read this recently. Anything? Yeah, this one. These are children from Block 244, our rental block neighbor. Well, the kids are also from our tuition program. Quite a few jaws dropped that day, including mine. We know about the family background. The children are left alone as their father is working and the mother is back home overseas for medical treatment. Maybe this can be a class meeting question, case study. What can we individually or corporately strive to help in terms of righteousness and justice for our neighbor? Well, corporately, we have the following which you can tap upon to assist. We provide tuition to needy children from Kingdom Garden all the way to Sackpaw within the community. We have a new program to befriend needy family from our tuition program. This is called LON or Love Our Neighbor. This team visit the family once a quarter. We also have after-class care for those who are interested in joining us every after, every other Saturday afternoon called Kids Hangout. That's the picture. Beyond that, we are also open to financial assistance to support this needy family. So, individually, you can com- uh, contribute and partner with us in this program that is listed. Apart from this program that is listed, you can also contribute your skill in such areas as managing children with special needs, providing counseling to youth and children, and providing medical and legal advice to this family. So, if you have a specific skill, 
not listed, but like to contribute, we are all ears. Yes, righteousness and justice are serious business during the, during the Old New Testament period too. Two sides of the same coin, two parts of the same thing. Third, third point, what then is the interconnection between righteousness and justice for us today? I came across an article by Methodist pastor Chris, Christopher B. Harbin that perhaps best represent the thoughts on the interconnection between righteousness and justice that we have today. Here's a part of it, see whether it resonates with you. The disparity between Jesus' teaching and our life raises the question, if we truly love Jesus, Jesus, wouldn't we live as he taught us? While we uphold laws and a social order, the Bible speaks of doing what is right for others, what is called justice. We focus on others following our guideline, but Jesus calls us to live according to higher standard. Justice calls us to be like Jesus. Jesus addresses the issue and concern of justice most directly in the Sermon on the Mount. He referenced righteousness a couple of times in the Beatitudes. He blessed those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Then he blessed those who suffer in their effort to enact justice. The Greek text refers to doing what is right. Over centuries, we have changed our definition of righteousness. We have adapted it to follow a specific code that has more to do with cultural norm than what is truly right. Instead of working for the good of all, we are concerned ourselves with personal morality and reputation. This is not righteousness. It tends to be self-righteousness. Justice for Jesus means meeting needs. It offers healing love, acceptance, forgiveness without condemnation. Justice look upon people, not make worthy, but cherished by God. This is not the Jesus we have often come to love. We want Jesus to extend justice, grace, and mercy to us, but we don't want to share it. We don't want to be the people, we don't want to be the people we have marginalized. We don't want our lives contaminated by the issue they face. It means giving up on privilege. It means widening the circle of our care. It means extending a hand to assist the bleeding stranger who might be diseased. If we take Jesus as we, as uh, at his word, we have to change our definition of justice and what it meant means to love our neighbors as much as we love ourselves. It's easier not to love Jesus. After all, loving Jesus means that we need to love the people that Jesus loved. It means taking care of their interests to heart. That was Pastor Christopher B. Harbin. As a reflection, indeed, we live in a very dynamic, chaotic world, and there are certainly many issues. We like to have biblical solution that points us in the right direction. In this Buka world, how then? Do we act out our understanding of Christian righteousness and justice? Short answer, we need biblical social responsibility. We have the Methodist social principle that can guide us in figuring what we need to do. It covers multiple areas or spheres as follows. 
Sorry if it's too small. The sphere of the family, the spheres of economic, of politics, of communal life, of internet, sciences and technology, of social well-being, of creation care, of the church. Now, I'd like to touch on one of these spheres that is close to the heart of the younger generation, the millennium, creation care. I'm at least probably two generations away from yours. I'm a late baby boomer. So may not feel the way you feel. I much to learn from you. Now, one of the areas of the social principle on creation care touches on states. We should seek to use natural resources responsibly, avoid unsustainable, unsustainable and wasteful lifestyle and value system at home, in church, and in our society. Now, as a starting point for us in church, we need someone who can help champion causes like the 3R within the church. As you can see, we do not have recycling bins around in church. Beyond that, we also need a team that can help us to perform environmental audit on what we can improve. So, if there's someone out there who's interested in stepping forward, please approach the pastors and we are open to looking to it. Ultimately, righteousness and justice is for all of, all, all of us. Two sides of the same coin. Two parts of the same thing. In conclusion, from the Old Testament, justice or mishpat refers to the rule of law through which disputes are settled by right rather than might. It is about giving people what they are due, whether punishment, protection, or care. It's binding to all. It helps a society in such a way as to allow everyone to pursue interests without in infringing on the rights and freedoms of others. It's the most basic institution of a free society. Biblical righteousness is outward orientated on how we relate to other people and understood by Jews to be a duty of doing what's the right thing, particularly how we relate to people in difficult situations. It helps about to bring about an equitable relationship between two persons and enables person, every person to live with dignity. Now from the New Testament, Dikaiono Sune, represent two ideas. Righteousness has a German origin. It has the connotation of being morally upright and focuses more on private individual behavior. Justice, on the other hand, has Latin origin. It, it focuses on communal behavior, like the justice system. Jesus also expanded to include our neighbors. For the interconnection between righteousness and justice today, we need biblical social responsibility by the Methodist social principle. Righteousness and justice, two sides of the same coin. Come, let us pray. Holy Spirit, speak to each one of us as we reflect on righteousness and justice in our life. We pray for opportunity both within our church, Amokyo Methodist Church, and outside that we can participate in. We believe that the purpose behind our participation will result in the sharing 
of the gospel, of the kingdom, and about Jesus. Amen.